What's up, guys? This is the Aztec Warrior, Alex Cruz. You can find me on social media and all outlets at Alex Cruz Nation, and you are currently listening to the Irish Whip Podcast. Yeti, you're a moron. Put it this way, I think Sammy Callahan might as well just change his name to Invader I 1. I want to know why. Like, he can dodge any question. Like, I'll tell anyone that. You can tell me the but I, I'm going to ask specific questions. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WrestlingNewsSource.com For all the rest of you yahoos are out there dilly-dilly you little wankers, we're actually receiving real wrestling news. This is Brett screwed Brett. I'm Who stepping. are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Hold two! Arm bar! Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hurst Helmsley. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes. I hate your music. I hate the C-Nation. I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Listen, it's f***ing technical issues weekly, but I hear you is now. We've got to plug one f***ing plug. Can you hear me now? Can you hear us? I can hear you. All right, I hear you. Yes, I hear you guys now. JP, welcome to the Irish Whip. <laughs> My first time here, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Alex, man, it's uh, it's a pleasure um, having you join us, man. You're uh, you're you're just cool as shit. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into this now. We got JP here. Um, again, my name's Josh uh, Yeti. We are here with Alex Cruz, the Aztec Warrior. Hashtag Cruz Nation. What's up, man? Nothing much, man. Just uh, enjoying a wonderful Wednesday evening, I guess. Uh, you know, right now I'm about to walk into training in a little bit. You know, the uh, the, the gang's inside and they're all working hard. And you know, I had to get off work a little bit late. Uh, and you know, now it's now it's time to put in some more work. So you know, sometimes just things never stop. So when you say by putting in work, you're doing that for us while you're serving our country, correct? Pretty pretty much. I mean, it's uh, I'm I'm in the Army National Guard, so I only do it uh, one week in a month, uh, and and I actually get out in October of this year. But um, you know, like I said, I actually run a gym. So on top of that, I run another uh, fitness center, where, which is basically for uh, Elevate Pro, the the performance center. So like, I run an actual like gym gym, and then I run a wrestling training center. Um, on top of a, uh, you know, a wrestling company, on top of my career, on top of, you know, still, uh, finishing my military duties, and on top of just being, um, a dad, husband, et cetera. So, yeah, my schedule stays pretty, uh, pretty busy. There's really no downtime except when I'm sleeping. How does the National Guard stuff, I understand it's only one weekend a month, but most of your wrestling bookings are gonna be on the weekends. How does that work? Do you just skip that weekend so, or are they understanding? The, I, I actually, you know, so basically I, I try to only take local bookings on um, on drill weekends. Like uh, when I get off, like usually luckily the last two years of my contract, um, I kind of just do a uh, recruit sustainment program where uh, we basically go in and we act as like mini drill sergeants slash like, intro to the army for the kids that are about to leave for basic training and really get eaten up alive by the drill sergeants so um pretty much what i do is like you know we just we do that and usually they let out around two three o'clock so as soon as i get out um if i have a local show that day it only takes anywhere between one to two hours maybe sometimes three hours to get there and um i usually make it with more than enough time and uh, I make that work. And then, you know, usually I'll drive back after the show, get in about 1, 2 in the morning, um, and then, you know, shower, go to sleep, and then drill Sunday morning. So I've been doing it for almost four years, you know, with wrestling. So uh, it's, it's pretty much clockwork now at this point. One of the things in doing the podcast that I've noticed is you hear the same promotions over and over again when it's a reputable promotion and Elevate Pro has been one of those whether it's through you Ray Fury Rex Andrews that's one of the ones with the, some of the top guys that are on that level from the southern states keeps popping up like how how good is Elevate Pro it has to be one of the better ones down that way I would assume right 
Um, I, I would I would like to think so. Um, obviously, you know, I'm I'm also uh, the owner of Elevate Pro, so okay. um, it's kind of weird how it all came out. You know, like it's it's just one of those things, man. Where I was at, I started in a different promotion in a different school, and you know, it just wasn't for me, and I left there and wanted to just kind of do the whole indie wrestling thing and travel and put in the miles and the work and kind of handle my own bookings. And honestly, that's not leaving my original home promotion is when my career started to take off. And I really started learning about wrestling and psychology and what it is and really putting in the miles and the travel. And um, where where I live in Chalmette, Louisiana, that's, the area where Mid-South Wrestling used to be really big back in the 80s and early 90s. and I mean, wrestling was a huge thing down here. So I just got a fire up my butt one day, and I was like, you know what, let me see if, you know, why don't we try to bring wrestling back to St. Bernard Parish? And um, my my former business partner where, you know, he, I had a business partner that started this with me, and then, you know, he stepped away a few months ago. Um, you know, he we... we started this thing together and came up with Elevate Pro and you know we really do try to bring in and, and showcase some of the best independent wrestlers around the country and um, our thing is together we rise and we want to elevate the community and indie talent and not just not just use the same backyard guys all over you know you know that's you know a lot of places you see the same local guys in the same promotions within miles from each other like like I tell everybody, if it wasn't for Elevate Pro, I wouldn't be wrestling in the state of Louisiana because it's just kind of like dead end over here, um, except for Wildcat Sports. Um, yeah. Wildcat Sports is the only other promotion that I would say really is is kind of like that well-known one in Louisiana. Um, you know, they've been around the longest. That's actually where I started. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to really hold anything back. You know, I, I you know, there, there might be some mixed feelings there from the other end, but, you know, it was just something I had to do for myself in business, and I'm not going to really bash them or anything like that. It's just not not me at all. But, you know, Wildcat, they're, they're the big dog out here in Louisiana. You know, they've been around for, for years, and they have a reputable school as well. And, you know, Elevate Pro, you know, we feel that, you know, we're the fastest rising, uh, youngest company in Louisiana, but also in the, in the entire Gulf South. And, um, you know, we're, we're really doing a lot of things, man. We're on Fight TV, and we've been bringing in – you know, we've brought in uh, Pentagon Jr., Matt Cross. We've brought in Rex Andrews. Um, um, you know, we've um, we've had Ricardo Rodriguez here before. Just a lot of people have, have come here, and, you know, we've really showcased a lot of really good indie talent. So um, I'm, I'm hoping we're doing something right, you know. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't really say anything more than that, but I'm glad that, that you guys are hearing the name and it's popping up. And I'm up in Boston, and I'm seeing your flyers all over Facebook and I think that's authentic. Now, like, I, I started out helping. I never wrestled, but I always helped out on shows. I was the guy out hanging up posters 15 years ago, setting up the yeah. room, that stuff. And the reach now that companies have with social media is just so incredible. And it, it's great because, like, stuff like Fight TV where you can go on and watch I can go watch an Elevate show if I want. You know what I mean? It's like, it's yep. cool because you see, you don't see, like you said, shows up in Massachusetts, we get the same guys at every show, and some of them are awesome, and some of them are okay, and some of them right. are in the ring. Um, I won't put yep. names, but they know who they are, and they know that they do it as a hobby, but you can get to see, so instead of going to a show and seeing those same guys week after week, you can go and watch something different every night, just about. Yeah. I'm telling now, you, you know, social media is, is one of the biggest benefits and also one of the biggest downfalls of this generation, but in, in multiple ways. But, uh, yeah, it does, it does allow wrestling to truly be universal and uh, worldwide and you know, it really gives people opportunity to really see a variety of product. Now, if there's heat there, don't talk about it. Uh, feel free to. Up to you. But, but who do you who do you um, who do you credit as your trainer? Who do I credit as my trainer? Um, I would say uh, Benjamin J. Wood and um, and Lucha Lacora. Okay. Those two. Um, 
Benjamin Wood uh, has been in the business for 17 years. He did uh, a lot of work with OVW, and um, you know, and, and you know, back in the early 2000s and whatnot. And uh, Lucha Lacora is another guy who's uh, out here in the South from Puerto Rico and moved to Florida. And um, when I was as green as green can be in the business, um, you know, I started doing uh, a few little shows out in like the Alabama and Florida area, and he was. He's just a guy that I thought hated me at first. You know, like, I just, you know, like, I he, he started, like, <laughs> messing with me on Facebook. And, you know, I was green. I'm like, oh, man, like, this guy must not like me, you know, for some reason. But he ended up taking such an interest to me. And, like, I mean, this guy is, like, uh, he's, like, he's, like, my wrestling dad. I mean, he's taught me in so much and helping me find my style and guiding. And he's tough, man. He, he He's a very tough individual. But, um... He's a hell of a luchador. I mean, this dude is so underrated, but he really is the biggest um, influence, I would say, in the life of uh, Alex Cruz. And then um, I guess I'm also going to give credit to John Cruz, a.k.a. Serpenico. Um, he's another one. I think it just we've wrestled each other for over a year and a half already, just back and forth. And He's currently the Elevate Pro Champion, but I've been sitting under his learning tree as well for almost two years now. I've learned so much from him in and out of the ring that, you know, I, I, I give those three probably the biggest credit um, for, for just helping me become who I am now. So when you when you say you learned so much, and this is it's a hard question to answer, and it's one of my favorite ones to, to ask, um, each trainer brings a different aspect or different things to whatever you have as a repertoire. Um, what's been the most important thing you right. think you've learned so far? I think psychology, um, knowing knowing when and like when to do things, when not to do do things, understanding why we do these things. Um, it, it, it's anybody can just you know learn moves, but understanding why you're doing something here, why you're doing something there, um, just uh, the professionalism, etiquette, uh, you know, just learning how to call things in a ring. Like, I think just the under, overall understanding of why we do things at what moments, picking the right times to, to you know, call an audible or, or do something in a match, like, that is, I think, the that's, that's an area where you never stop learning no matter what, but I think that is where I've gotten my biggest understanding from them is putting the puzzle pieces together correctly versus... Like, oh, hey, this one kind of fits, and it kind of makes the picture. So, no, no, it's legitimately learning where to place things in a match and how to really go about it. Um, you know, because at, at the end of the day, you know, wrestling is about reaction. And that's what Ben always – that's the one phrase he always stuck in my head. Wrestling is about reaction. We work for a reaction. Everything you do is for a reaction. And if you're not getting a reaction, then you're not doing something correct. So, um you know, getting the right reaction for the right things is, is I think, the biggest thing that um, that I'm picking up on and learning as well. Psychology, nine times out of ten, psychology will always get a reaction. Psychology, storytelling in the ring will get a reaction as often as a flip. Correct. So, it's, you're dead. Like, when you said psychology, I literally fist-pumped over here. <laughs> I would still you know, laugh. It, it's funny man it, it really is because everybody always looks at me and they look at my gear and what's the first thing that comes to mind oh luchador but if you watch my matches or you see how I work I really my flipping is like a minimal man like I'm still like I don't even like doing suicide dives because I feel like my feet are going to catch the rope and I'm just going to face plant you know like I'll flip over the top rope but I won't go through but um, I, I keep I do some flashy moves, but I love finding old school moves and finding a way to make them relevant again and like twist them a little bit. But I, you know, I, the way I look at it is like, what is everybody doing? So if I see what everybody's doing, I will try to do the exact opposite and try to like make it current and relevant and just find different ways to bring back old school with new school. Um, you know, my, my look, my look is deceiving from my wrestling style, but, like, I can do a few little lucha things, but I just like kind of being a little bit of, uh, you know, pound for pound, a little bit of everything. 
just because I, you know, I'm, I'm not a gymnast and uh, I'm not a luchador. I was trained American, but you know, I learned a lot of lucha from uh, Lucha Lacora, and and you know, like you know, it's just you just take a little bit of everything and you just make it into your style. Um, I think I think being able to wrestle all styles is better than just being able to wrestle one style, and um, you know, it just it just makes you versatile. Now, who teaches at LV Pro School? Who are the trainers there other than yourself? The the, the head trainer is Benjamin J. Wood. Um, okay. He he started at Wildcat. I actually met him at Wildcat, and then he eventually kind of went his own path. And um, when we started Elevate Pro, and I was looking into getting a ring and putting it somewhere so we could train, you know, things just kind of happened, you know, and he came over here and um, – Ben's Ben's the head trainer over here, man, and he's he's just you know six foot five, just a you know an old school big tall guy, and you know like um, he's he's very passionate, man, very passionate. And that's that's a good thing, but a bad thing as well, man, because you know obviously there's an expectation, and everything was man back in OBW, you know you guys complain about doing just a minute of this, but we used to have to do seven minutes of this, and you know like. We'll, we'll be sitting there booking shows, and I'll tell him how much somebody's, uh, you know, how much a booking fee is, and he's like, "Man, are you kidding me? You know, I, I, I was wrestling twice as long as this guy, and still going out for, you know, a hot dog and some exposure, blah blah blah." So you know, it's like, it's funny because it's like the old school and the new school clash of like styles and 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 things, you know. But but again, you know, um, it's it's so awesome because I mean, Ben is you know, put us in contact with Bob Evans and Bob has come down here, um, you know, and done work for us, uh, several, a couple of times. And we, we keep in touch with him and, um, you know, like Ben has helped us with a lot. It's Chris Silvio. Ben got us, uh, you know, Chris Silvio is a good friend of, of, uh, Ben Woods and, uh, Chris Silvio is Jesus. That man is a wrestling genius. His seminars are just Unreal. Um, I, he, actually, I don't. Even, he doesn't even like when you call them seminars. It's a, it's a workshop. You know, I mean, he busts out a laptop and notes and a PowerPoint and an outline, and then we get to the ring to do different things. I mean, luckily Ben's experiences and his travels and his his, you know, uh, wrestling career, you know, has been able to benefit us as well as a company. And uh, I mean, Ben comes in, you know, each week, and we train two to three times a week, uh, three hours a day. And um, you know we really we really are able to do a lot here. I'll actually I'll be hanging with Bob next week. Oh, I love him, man. I love Bob. Hang with Bob, get better. It's so much. It's, oh yeah, always. It's, it's such a small world. Like there's no way it, to, there's no way is. in a million years that I would have thought that you would have brought up Bob Evans' name tonight. Bob Bob, Bob is great. <laughs> I mean his statuses his I think Bob Evans. We talked about social media. Bob Evans is social media presence is is far far like surpassed anybody else I think in the wrestling business because the 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 info Bob puts out on social media in the wrestling world is worth so much money that people would pay for this stuff but he'll put things out on social media and then his uh his seminars are just they're gold they are gold and I mean some things some things people get offended on that Bob might post but quote unquote and respectfully, if you're um, if you're one of those like shit bags that that kind of like falls in your uh, you know kind of in your lap, then you know it's teach his own. But his stuff is just golden, and and Bob is oh man so wise. A guy who started you know from nothing, and and in the last like ten years, his career has just blossomed, and it came from hard work. But he, he's got. So many people respect that man, and, and he's done so much for a lot of us. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, it is. Wrestling is a small world, man. But Bob Evans, he's he's the truth, man. He's 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 earned every bit of it. Up here, Bob has, for I'd say sixteen out of his twenty or so years in the ring, everybody's either loved or hated Bob. Right before the house front, he kind of buried all of his heat with everybody. He had his little run in ROH with Mike Bennett. Since then, yeah, like he hit the social media and saying, hey, guys, listen, I'm 40 years old, and I'm making more money now, and this is how I'm doing it. And he drew people a map on how to make money in the business. Right. It's, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. And yeah, it really is. It's priceless stuff that he puts out there. And some people, even up here, I know a few 
people that take it as a joke, but it, it's it's a business at the you end of the day. Yeah, you know, you, you definitely shouldn't. Uh, I mean, I mean, his his stuff is is uh, again, I'll say it. It is gold. It is valuable, and the people who don't take it seriously are the people who don't take their career seriously, and those are the people that no one takes seriously. So uh, those are three uh, factors that all involve seriously in three different ways and clearly applies to them, you know, and it's it's just, uh, I mean, again, to each his own, you know. I mean, if you, if a status ruffles your feathers nine times out of ten, it relates to you, and in some way there's either guilt or it's anger about what it is, but if you feel like, angered and fired up about it because like it angers you then you know you're probably guilty of it so i mean it is what it is oh i do have a fan question for you too that i want to get out of the way and this comes from uh um dingo who lives over in australia um he's been a part of our show for years and he's got kind of a a great sense of humor and his question (laughs) how long do you cook a t-bone steak for on the barbecue (laughs) <laughs> oh man I, you know what I, I hear about the barbecue uh, in, in Australia so I, I'm hoping this isn't like a trick question no 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 um, not at all not but, at man, you know, very innocent as far as that stuff goes I, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this because I, I like cooking a lot of ribeye steaks I, I normally don't do uh, I love T-bones but how long do I cook it? Honestly, I, I don't keep track of time. I, I feel my steaks out. So like when I when I throw a steak on the grill, I know I, I'll I'll flip them every like I'll, I'll turn them every so many minutes, like every you know one to two minutes back and forth to cook evenly. But I'm a feel guy. I don't go about time because I like my steaks medium rare, um, medium rare to medium. So once I feel the steak, you know, because basically. When you, uh, you know, right underneath your wrist, you know, they always say, you know, rare, medium rare, medium, well, yeah. and then well done, you know, as you go up your wrist. So once I get to that point where I feel that it's medium uh, medium rare to almost medium, I'll pull it right off and, and I'll be good to go. So I'm, I'm not much of a time guy because I feel every grill sometimes is different, but uh, but I, I'm, a, I'm a feel guy. So when when I feel my steak and that it's ready to that medium, uh, medium rare to medium, that's when I pull it off. All right. And I have a 98% accuracy rating on my steaks through feeling. So if I went blind, I'm fine. I could still cook steak on the grill. I'm not going to say I'm gonna, I might not burn myself. Well, but you know what? I know when my steak will be ready. You have to be able to cook down Louisiana, don't you? Oh, without a doubt, man. I, I, but, you know, I'm, I can cook a lot, man. I love cooking Italian food, ribs, um, a lot of pork. Ribeyes, man, I, I love it, man. I love cooking. Here's the here's the biggest thing, and I'm I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. Um, we're about halfway into this, so I'm I want to get into uh, some of the things that you are becoming known for, which is number one, um, kids and taking time for the kids when you're at the shows. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's uh, how important is that to you, especially with your daughter, to show? Just that respect, and and when she's there, how? Do, I mean, what does she think of dad when when you're out there hanging out doing your thing? Um, as she gets older, her emotional her emotions get uh get, get a little bit more. Uh, she just turned three yesterday, and uh, you know, like when we just had a show a few weeks ago, I mean, she started kind of crying at one point. You know, my mom was telling me because uh, you know, she was like, no, daddy, no, you know, like stop eating up, daddy, whatever. So you know, but then like after, you know, like. She'll kind of be a little distant at the end of the show, but then she'll come and give me a, a big hug and stuff, and you know, like I, I'll get my loving again. But um, you know, she's 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 understanding it. Like she's 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 kind of like she doesn't understand like what it really is, but she she understands like the concept of what I do in a way. Like she'll know when I go. She knows when I go to training, or if I tell her I'm doing a show, and she'll say, "Oh, you're gonna be Alex Cruz," kind of thing, and. She's convinced that's my real name uh, right now, um, you know. But but I'm like, hey, that's fine. So I, I get Daddy and Alex Cruz, which is cool. Um, but uh, but you know, I, I think when it comes to kids, man, you know, a lot of wrestlers, it's you hear a lot of the same answers. But you got to think about it as 
the future. You know, if, if you if you take for granted the the um, the perception that that your your actions gives off to a child, then you have your mentality is completely screwed up because that one time you turn away a kid, that one time you have an attitude can break the spirits and and crush the dreams of kids everywhere or their future or you know i mean you know kids when i was little i looked up to the power rangers you know and and it's like anytime someone would be dressed up as a power ranger you know like you would believe that's really them and and you know getting a hug or a high five it's inspiring so when a kid sees an athlete or a football player a basketball player and, and you give them a smile and you give them that attention they 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 take that to heart and you know, it inspires them to, to, you know, they'll they'll never forget the day you took a picture with them or the day you gave them a high five or you said their name or you looked at them in a crowd or you hugged them after a show. Whether you're famous or on TV or just an indie wrestler, they will never forget that moment. And when they get older and if they take that career path or whatever it is, they'll always be able to tell you, you know what, when I went to wrestling, the guys used to give us hugs and whatever, you know, and just as they will never forget that, they will never forget the moment. They're, you know, they're going to be like, oh well, I tried getting an autograph, but the guy said, uh, oh, it's five dollars for an autograph. Or I wanted to take a picture for a, with a guy, but they they wanted to, to charge me twenty dollars. You know, like I understand certain things have a price, but autographs and pictures and stuff like that, I would never charge for uh, taking or giving. You know, it's it's. I mean, to me right now, we're in a world divided. And um, I think positivity, love, peace, joy, happiness is what needs to be more than ever um, insinuated and, 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 and pushed forward and, and stressed more than anything. So any chance that we can do that for a child and inspire them and give them words of wisdom and advice to just kind of stay on the right path and move forward, um, I think that's where pro wrestlers and, and the importance of that a little bit of attention at a show goes, and uh, and, and it does go a long way. Did you did you have those those same thoughts and feelings before you had your daughter? Um, to be honest with you, um, let's see. I, I my daughter was born after I started training, and, okay. and um, you know, uh, so the year actually my first year within the business, you know, but um. Even before that, you know, I was I was still in the military, and I still dealt with little kids who saw soldiers, and 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 you know, I, I was picked on when I was younger, you know, and and when I now that I'm, you know, once I joined the military, got a little bit of muscle, a little bit of tattoos, you know, and uh, you know, I always told myself that any time I would ever see a kid being mistreated, I would step in no matter what. So my mindset was very similar even before I had my daughter, but now as a dad. You know, it's like it's it's only tripled, and I, I do take that very seriously. Um, and and I'm I'm very emotional now. I'm more emotional now than I ever was before. I mean, and I, and I have no problem admitting this. You know, like the other day, you know, um, this happened with Moana. It happened with Hercules, and I, dude, it happened with I, I forgot what else, what other movie I was watching. But you know, we're sitting there watching these movies, and in Moana, when when she's out in the ocean and her, her grandma comes back as a stingray. Who the hell is getting teary-eyed? I am. And then freaking here comes Hercules. I've seen this movie a million times, one of my favorite Disney movies. And, and um, you know, when, when he's singing about going the distance and all this other stuff, I'm like, man, I started getting teary-eyed again. You know, and I'm like, what is going on with me? I used to, like, I don't get teary-eyed over stuff. You know, but, like, once you're a dad, everything changes. You know, like, these sentiments and emotions take over you. And, and man, you know, it's, it's a whole other world then. It's a whole new world. It is, but not the Aladdin pun, all right? I figured, yeah. I, figured, <laughs> I was praying one of you guys caught that. <laughs> all right, believe me. Just like last night, before they even said anything, I caught the uh, the in sync reference that came through us uh, in, in his promo. I looked look at my wife. I was like, "Did he just sing this? I promise you by in sync." And then, and then, like Daniel Bryan, then we're like, "Kane, was that in sync?" And he's like, "So what?" You know, I'm like, "Jesus Christ, man! How many?" How many adults really caught that, you know? I'm going to go yeah. I'm going to touch one more thing. You touched on something that's a it's a pretty serious aspect uh, for me and I can hear in how you talk about kids, but I mean, you're bullied as a kid, correct? Yeah. I mean, no, of course. 
to to a point where, I mean, it messes up the mental psyche. And I, uh, man, I, I applaud you for the stuff that you're doing um, and the stuff you continue to do with kids. It's it's an amazing thing. Definitely, man. Thank you. You know, it's uh, you know, like I, I try to, you know, whatever way this happens. I mean, I don't know where my career is going to go or you know, what the ultimate goal is. But if I can use this, at least within my community, to, to talk to you, you know, I go to a lot of schools around here, and um, I, I do this thing called uh, the Together We Rise uh, campaign where we go to the schools and we talk to these kids about, you know, pretty much like self-acceptance and, and accepting, you know, each, you know, accepting themselves for who they are and, and, you know, just trying to motivate them to love one another and to be nice to one another. It's not it's not so much anti-bullying because that's so vague and just kind of like, hey, don't bully others. Like, I, no, I try to go in there and teach them, like, to, to, to accept yourself for who you are because each person is put on this in this world to, you know, to, to, to stand out. They're each here to offer some new skill that is going to benefit somebody else. Somebody might open up a restaurant and they're going to be feeding tons of people on a daily basis. Other people are going to be in the medical field saving lives. Other people are going to be on the streets as, as police officers keeping their community safe. Some people are going to be keeping country safe in the military. Some people are going to be pilots getting people from A to B safely. You know, everybody's got a skill that is going to contribute into the betterment of the world. And, um, you know, some kids who play music and instruments, they shouldn't be ridiculed for it. Everybody loves music. We need those guys. Pictures, paintings, we need artists. You know, and, and, and it's like, I try to tell these kids, like, look, instead of making fun of someone for being different, encourage it, appreciate them, thank them, because they are eventually going to keep things alive. You know, and, and, and that's, that's what we try to do with this, is just try to, like, show them two paths in life and let them make the decision on which path they want to go down, you know, and it's, it's not necessarily just anti-bullying and et cetera. It's, it's, it's more than that. And, um, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, I mean, that's, that's my goal is just to just positively impact kids. And, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate that people will judge you through your path in wrestling. Like, because I left Wildcat sports, a lot of those guys over there don't think too highly of me, but, my character will never change. Nine out of ten people who know me know that this is me, and this is, I mean, I'm only, like, this is the only thing I know is, you know, just, I'm, I'm a big operations guy. I love the way things work and running things and et cetera, and that's pretty much what my life consists of. But at the end of the day, like, I want to make an impact in the world. And um, somehow, in some way, if we can just continue being adults and parents and, and, and role models for children and just spreading, you know, spreading positivity and joy and peace and just smiling at random strangers or little jokes in a store with someone random, like it's positivity and someone will benefit from that in some way. So it's not just about being a good baby face wrestler and hugging kids or whatever. It's just about being a good human being. Not everyone is going to is going to appreciate or or value the way you go about things or make certain decisions, but you're not here to make everybody happy. If 5% of people hate me, that's fine because if 95% of people will vouch for me and like and and understand what I'm doing and and appreciate that, you're always going to have haters, but if you're impacting a large sum of people, they will always love and be there for you and back you up 110%. And the other five people are just going to be hating from the sidelines, trying to figure out their own lives still, you know? So it's a give or take thing. You're not going to make everybody happy, but, you know, every every bit goes a long way. How long have you been in the business? How long have you been in pro wrestling? You're going to shit, JP. Um, I, four, four years, four years in November. Total. I'm stunned. I did the. Yeah, I told you. I was, when you said your daughter was born when you were training, and you had said she was three years old, you have. And, and I've never been in the wrestling business. Like I said, I've been around it for a long time. You have such a veteran attitude. It's incredible. I it honestly thought you'd been doing this for like ten to fifteen years. From talking to you, until you said that about your daughter. Yeah, man, I, I think, uh, to be honest with you, man, it's just, I, I think I'm surrounded by so many veterans that I just, and obviously, you know, going out on my own when 
my my old place you know they wanted to see me fail like i had to mature quick i had to learn quick and you know i have all these younger guys that you know do look up to me and yeah i don't have all the answers to everything and that's luckily you know why we have such a good team built here but um but yeah man you know I, it's it, but it's also the military in me as well because i mean that was a lot of discipline and structure and and you know that still had to play a lot with me and even my parents i mean they were always strict on me growing up and you know i think it's just my character. I would I would want to say that you know that they instilled in me like yes ma'am no ma'am you know yes or no sir everything. So there's just it's a lot man. I think it's a lot and and I think it's it's a team of people throughout my life that have helped me become this and and I think it, it's not just you know the the fact that I you know I, I sound or talk like a veteran. I think it's just my life experiences because the way I look at it and I tell everybody if wrestling ends tomorrow. I can still be successful in other areas and still be okay because of my experiences and the way I've set up my life. You know, that's why I don't get mad when veterans say negative things or other people want to see you fail or whatever it is because I'm like, you know what? Some of you guys, this is what you're banking on. But I wanted to make sure that in every aspect of my life, I was prepared in some way because you're only one injury away from never doing this again. So I don't bank and put all my chips into the wrestling basket. You know, I... I try to wrestle as much as I can, yes, but I still have to make sure that my long-term plans are still intact in, in and everything is there because you just never know. Wrestling is always limited, and you, there's only a timeline on, on everybody's body, so you just kind of have to you know, pick and choose your battles. And you know the promoters, you're a promoter at this point as well as a wrestler. The promoters aren't making Correct. notes. There's, no, there's only one Vince McMahon out there. Correct, exactly. The school's not making millions, but you do yeah, exactly. for the love of it. You do it because you want to see, like, together you rise. Together you guys will all rise. You're going to teach the new class how to be better people and how to carry themselves the way you do, and I think that's unbelievable. Like, one yeah, of the we talked a lot true. about is the schools. Like, I'm up to, he's out in Montana where they have, like, wrestling, what, once every three years or something? Exactly, unless it's flipped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in Boston where I I can pick a show usually two or three on Saturdays, one on a Friday and one on oh, a yeah. one or two. So yep. I, I see a lot of the schools and I see what schools work, what schools don't. It's not always the ones run by the the guys who have been on TV. It's sometimes it's the ones where the guys have just been around for a while and been around the right people. And I can tell that. So oh, I love that. Yeah. So if, so if somebody is really interested in, in doing this and somebody wants to say, I want to go to Elevate and I want to learn how to do this, how does one go about doing that? Um, messaging me, messaging the Facebook page. We actually have an Elevate Pro Facebook and an Elevate Pro Performance Center Facebook. Um, and we have a website as well, www.elevatepro.com. So there are... Uh, different options you know you can message me personally you can message the pages uh, you can go online and find the info um, stop in if you're local uh, there's definitely different avenues to go about it to, to find where we are and how to how to get in touch with us and are you do you find like this is I mean just like anywhere in society you've got ten people that, that show up five may be serious about it um, three may really oh, all the do time, it, and then one actually works all the out. Time. <laughs> yeah, you know, I used to care so much at the beginning about you know everybody that would come in, but then you got to understand not everyone's gonna last. You know, you might have like ten might show up, five might stay a long time, and then like only three make it. You know, like and and you know it's, it happens all the time. I mean, some start later than others and debut before the ones that have been here for months. You know, I mean it's just. It, it all depends. I mean, we're very strict on that, too. Like, I just don't let, you know, a lot of places, there's some quote-unquote places that are like, oh, hey, we'll train and your debut matches in two, three months. I mean, one of my guys that is doing very well right now, um, you know, uh, my my our best student, uh, the dark horse, Nick Marcos, he, he debuted, uh, his first match was five, six months in, and because he just got it, he got it. Then there was another guy who started when he was 18, the man under par, Dale Springs. He's he's our golfer, and uh, and he he trained for 10 months before his debut match, and he is doing excellent now. You know, like everybody has a timetable. You know, we do not rush anybody, but I don't 
Normally, I, I like to look at like a six month minimum. Nick was just a different uh, different scenario because man, he's just he just got it. He just he just got it, you know. And and he's he's actually one of my big rivals right now here, and, and you know, so it's like it's 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 pretty cool just seeing them progress, you know, because I'm not one of those promoters that like I strap myself or do anything. I just support the show with like the cool intricate storylines, and I like my goal is to watch these guys that come through like push themselves and elevate themselves, no pun intended, and really just kind of, like, see if they can take the torch and run with it. You know, like, this isn't for me. Like, this is for them. Um, you know, like, I'm just, you know, like, I just want to be, I just want to see them and, un, like, their careers unfold and um, to see where it can go. You know, like, I think that's the purpose of my career. You know, like, I, I want to have a solid career and, and work for reputable promotions, but um, I'm an operations guy. I want to see these guys... If any of these guys make it, that's like me making it. You know, I like I don't know if making it is going to be in my future, you know, but um but to see them do it, like that's what I want. That me that would mean more to me than anything I could ever do. So, um, you know, so I'm hoping you know, cuz I started at the back end of my 24 uh my, my 24th year of age. So, uh, you know, I mean, I I joined November of 2014, but I turned 25 January of 20, 2015. So, like, I started kind of late. So, it's like, you know, I mean, now I'm 28 years old going on 29 in January. And, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things where I just, like, I'm going to keep on riding this wave. But, you know, as the age gets up there and the, the timing for opportunity starts to, that window starts to close a little, I want to focus on my young guys who are going to be able to have those opportunities, you know. So, um, that's kind of just like my mindset on it, you know. Like, I, it's really just about taking care of them for me, and um, and you know, just kind of being a part of their journey is is my goal. Yeah, and that's so that's the trainer mentality, and and that's un, that's awesome. I mean, you want to how do you juggle all this stuff, man? How do you do this? I have no idea. I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew, man. I wish I knew. How many nights is the school open to? Um, so Monday and Wednesdays, and then Saturday mornings. Okay. Oh, so Jesus. Yep. Okay. So a full-time job, three days yep. at the school, yep. probably a show or two a month. One to two shows a month for me? Right. Oh, well, no, my my shows is like once every two months or so. But, um, but you know, yeah, we, we do like... We're actually like once every two months in this area, and in between those shows, we run a different area. And then, you know, like I'm, I usually have anywhere between like it could be between four to six bookings, sometimes four to eight a month. It just depends. Uh, usually, four to six is about accurate. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, you just <laughs> have to find that balance. How do so. you? I guess that's the biggest thing is how do you find that balance between you doing what you want to do um, with yourself as opposed to elevate as a promotion in the school. I mean, how do you prioritize that stuff? Um, pretty simple. Um, I, I just, like, again, military, everything is schedule and structure for me. So, um, I like, I schedule and structure my days to, you know, just kind of have the same pattern throughout the week. And I, like, you know, I know that two nights during the week is I'm here, but three nights out of the week, you know, I get off, you know, work, you know, at a good, you know, normal time, um, you know, like four o'clock, five, you know, and then, um, and then I'm home for the rest of the evening with my family. And then, you know, I have Sundays with my family, usually sometimes Friday nights. It just depends where I'm booked. Um, if I'm booked on a Friday or Saturday or sometimes Saturday, Sunday, but, um, I'm kind of, I'm starting to like pull back my bookings a little bit. Like I want to start taking just kind of more reputable and meaningful bookings versus just like a bunch of popcorn bookings here and there, you know? So it's like, you know, I'm just, trying to like make a little bit more time for myself and family and etc you know and uh you know just kind of just work at the places that that really matter but um but i mean it's fun man it's just a really cool ride you know it's like from the alex cruz that debuted in uh in 2015 to the alex cruz now are like two different people and um even like my first set of like aztec warrior gear was just like night and day difference to like where I am now you know and it's it's just like really cool I put so much thought and, and time into it that just seeing this thing develop is like so cool but um 
But it's just, it just takes a lot, man. When you're passionate about something and you really want something to work and you want something to be different, you know, you really have to invest in yourself. And, uh, you know, you can't just go on Elucha and buy gear and be different, you know? Did you, did, did you have your own gear designed? Is that your stuff or who did that for you? Yes. So, um, uh, I have, I have two guys in Mexico, um, that, that work on my gear. It was a mix between the artists, uh, the artist slash designers and myself. Like I would give them an, an idea or an image of what I wanted and, and descriptions, and then they would take it and make it like a million times better. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things. You know, like all of everything is like original designs. Like nothing, nothing taken from anybody else. Like I, I search a lot. I see what's out there, and I refuse to just be copied or or copy anybody else. So. um you know, the first Alex Cruz never had a mask, and then it wasn't until, like, last year where I was like, you know what, I was talking to another veteran, was like, why don't you come out with, like, a headpiece? So I was like, let me just come out with, like, an entrance mask signifying, like, my, my, my helmet, my mask, like, going into war. And then, you know, I'd pull it off once I got into the ring, you know, as in, like, most masked guys keep their mask on. Um, you know, and, and, you know, just finding ways to be different, you know. And, and then, like, I'm, gonna, I'm in the process of, like, doing another big gear change towards next year and like kind of restructuring my 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 gear so it's like i mean it's just staying finding ways to be relevant and not not you know not be the same old thing i just went from tights to trunks so it's like you know it's, it's just a lot of little things man it's just here and there you know like little tweaks keeping it different you know uh, ray fury and i probably spend I can only imagine what he and I's like total gear expenses at the end of the year would be because <laughs> we buy, we buy gear. Like some people buy fast food, you know, but he um, makes up for that's pretty bath- damn often. He makes up for selling bath bombs though. This guy, I, this guy, I, I, <laughs> sometimes he, he makes me raise my eyebrows, bath bombs. And like, I'm like, dude, what's next? I mean, you're going to have freaking Ray Fury, like fingernail stickers. Like, I mean, hell, like, it's Some things that, that that you know he he's not telling me here, but it's genius. Yeah, Ray Fury lip balm. I don't know. Friggin' <laughs> eat, 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 eat strawberry. I don't know. Something. I like Ray a lot. It, it's it's just completely genius, though. It's it's he is. He is. it probably so seems it insane, and the boys probably look at him like, "What the hell?" When he brings the stuff in, but when yeah, it's, oh, they do. I mean, he and I like go back and forth because he's like. All right, well, I'm going to do this. All right, well, well, I'm going to do this one. So I'm like, I beat him to to, to Yeti cups and shot glasses. So um, I'm like, I'm like, boom, I got shot glasses and, and, and little Yeti cups with logos. Um, you know, like we both came out with like the little tank tops. He's got his bath bombs and his other little like little wrist things. You know, I don't know which one of us is going to get to underwear first, but, you know, we're, we've talked about it. So all right, we'll see. <laughs> We talked about you talked about earlier, Bob Evans, and it wasn't known that it was his, but he's had an eBay store forever. I had no idea. Selling actually like collectibles and stuff, like it's just. But you know, if he would go to a show back in the day when he ran his own and stuff, he would sell the action figures there too. It's all it's all relevant. It's all part of it. But yeah, that's the more inventive you can be if you got something different at your gimmick table. People are gonna buy that no matter what it is. Oh yeah. Can you so, can you give us an, an estimate or an idea of what your total cost of what your new gear costs to get put together? You know, it's quite, kind of funny. Um, my new gear, I don't have a price on it yet because we haven't finalized the design. But like <laughs> in Mexico, in Mexico, uh, gear is like half the cost of what it costs in the United States. I can tell you this. Because one of the things I like to I don't like to like tell everybody who my gear guys are because yeah, they yeah, like back me up and stuff. But um, I had a guy give me a price in the United States on what my gear would cost, and we were looking already at like for like what you know what you see on me now in tights. Like this wasn't trunks. We were looking at around like six fifty to seven hundred dollar range. Wow. Um, yeah. In Mexico, it's a little a little more than half the cost. Um, less. So, like, my gear might cost me, like, $250, $300 total, you know? Um, so it definitely keeps it, it's very affordable for me to, to go the Mexico route, and the gear is much better quality. 
you want me to get on this keto diet so I can fit into that shit. That's what you want. <laughs> oh, keto warrior. Don't get me started on that, man. <laughs> my, my, my keto life, right? While I'm sipping on my Coke Zero over here with no carbs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so that changed my life as well, believe me. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's just you are uh, you're a very well-rounded individual. Um, and, and we we search high and low for, for, for guys that, you know, we believe in not only personally, but we see... We see something in them. We've doing it, been doing it a long time. We don't judge people or anything, but, man, it's, it's, it's been an honor for us to talk to you and to take an hour out of your day um, to learn more about you. And, dude, I'm just excited to see where you're going to take this thing. Yeah, man, I'm, it's a wild ride. And, and yeah, this, this kind of came out of nowhere. When I, saw, when I saw you reach out to me, I'm like, oh, hey, I've seen, you know, I saw Fury on this podcast. And, and um, yeah. you know, I was pretty excited about it. You know, the, the way you guys promote it and advertise is just, exceptional I, and uh, it looked like you have a really good following as well so it's, it was really cool man it was really fun I owe Fury a good interview <laughs> you fucked that up excuse my friends we'll bleep that out but you really messed that up I, so Josh <laughs> do that interview and Josh had to work that night it happens we both work in sales so right. I, was, I was at a show that night so I uh, literally did the interview in the parking lot on my cell phone during intermission so well, yeah you had people walking up to me. I felt so bad for him. He, a, he hit me up actually a couple of weeks ago. We didn't link up, but we're gonna we're gonna get him on and give him a real interview because he deserves it. That's awesome. If if, uh, if anybody wants to find you out there specifically, how do they get a hold of you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? What's the best simple. avenue of social media for you? Um, super simple. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. It's all at Alex Cruz Nation. It's A L E X. C-R-U-Z-N-A-T-I-O-N. Perfect. Man, I want to tell you again, it's, it's been an honor having you here on the show, um, and I know we're going to have you on here again. We might even ask the yeah, brother to come on and say, and, and, and maybe even <laughs> interview you about what it feels like to watch Dad in the Ring. Yeah, ho hopefully she'll be able to, to elaborate a little more than, than just be shy, so we'll, we'll see. And definitely look forward to the next go-around. Again, thank you for reaching out, and I, I truly appreciate it. And anytime I can jump on a podcast and just talk with anybody i'm always down Alex, um, thank again you. i definitely appreciate you guys thank you for your service to the country absolutely i'm a i'm a former marine man so i'm a i really appreciate what you're doing right now um even though it's you know people say it's one week in a month it's whatever it's spice and it's it's something that people don't tell you the younger generation thank you enough but man thanks for everything that you're doing and the sacrifice you've chosen and volunteered to do Thank you as well for yours, and uh, again, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll talk soon. Mm-hmm.